time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is a Wednesday edition of the podcast, and unfortunately, I know you're stuck with just me, guys. I I do apologize. It's just me, but you know what? This is how a lot of the old Monday episodes used to go uh, during the sports season. I'm kind of still figuring out how I want to do things, right? How I want to, what I want to talk about, how I want to operate this whole podcast. Uh, it's still a work in progress. Uh, some we've had some hits, we've had some misses. Hey, yeah, uh, that's life. I, I enjoy doing this uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays with uh, with you guys. And for those of you who are loyal listeners, I appreciate it. I say it every week, but I really do appreciate, especially you you guys out there who tune in. Uh, to now on Wednesdays that are just me because I know, you know, they're, they're not as uh, enjoyable as entertaining as maybe the other episodes have been. The Friday's episodes have not changed much. Those are long form conversations with somebody, a lot of real Hondo prep affiliation there, but also some uh, great other guests as well that I've uh, talked with and I've already recorded a few more. I'm really, really excited about those to share those with you. So I'm trying to stay ahead of the game here. I try to record a few and then I try to tell those guests, hey, I, I, I'm going to put your show out. I promise. It just takes some time getting to the Friday episodes. So time management for sure. Uh, you know, the Monday shows have been an absolute hit. And uh, it, it has nothing to do with me. It's because of the Rio Hondo prep football program, the recap, the, the reaction show really that, that I'm really proud of. I'm really proud of that we're doing this. I've always kind of wanted my own like sports talk show type of thing and I get to talk about something really nobody else does and and get the alumni going get the the uh, the parents and the fans I think it's been really really fun talking to coach Carson every every Monday and having a, a senior on has been a nice addition having one of the players on so that's going to continue to grow uh today uh Wednesday look at I know you guys miss Bill Barnes I do too uh, maybe we'll get it back someday I don't know no promises but for now it's just me a, a shorter show it's just kind of middle of the week saying hello. Uh, I started this show and I wanted to talk about sports and, and rideshare driving. That's kind of why get home safe is, is, is part of the name uh, is some of my rideshare driving experiences. I'm doing that more now. So I, I learn a lot about people when I'm, when I'm in my car driving for Uber and Lyft uh, that I do on the side, you should do it full-time a lot, a lot of hours. Now it's just uh, part-time uh, stuff in between work and the podcast and everything else. So I have some things that I've jotted down just some interactions with society that I, I find interesting. I'll share a few of those with you. And then brief topic, brief sports topics, kind of more my reactions, again, to the things I like. A lot of football, a little bit of boxing, uh, maybe some hockey here and there, but j- just some bullet points, really. I'm not going to dive in and break things down, maybe like uh, I, I used to, but just kind of react to some of the big stories in the NFL, college football, and uh, you know, throwing a few other uh, things there. We got to talk playoff baseball, of course, very disappointing finish to the Dodgers season that I will get to. Uh, but I wanted to give you guys uh, before the show starts here, just kind of a, a quick uh, look ahead, if you will. First of all, uh, I have some outstanding guests coming in on the next few Fridays that I wanted to tell you guys about reward those who are coming on here on the Wednesday show and uh, and listening here. So uh, this guest this Friday is Hollow's Eve Eve, right? The 29th. So we're going to do like a Halloween special show. Okay. Valerie, my girlfriend has been on here a few times. She was here when we moved uh, back in August. So it's been a few months and I kind of said, well, every few months she'll come on. We're going to have like a Halloween episode, Halloween edition. Uh, she loves Halloween. I'm like, eh, it's cool. It's, it's kind of sad because football starts to end, but uh, no, it's a great time of year. And so we're going to chat about Halloween, maybe talk about some movies, uh, have some candy debates, uh, have, have a, a, a nice uh, Halloween beverage or whatever. And we're just going to talk about maybe debate what's better Christmas or Halloween, just, just a fun show. Um, n- nothing to write home about, but uh, just kind of celebrate Halloween this Friday uh, with Val 
and you know, little arguments, uh, play, playful things there, just to uh, something different, right? I'll probably have her back on for Christmas, and then maybe uh, St. Patrick's Day, and kind of that's kind of the plan to have her on because some people really love having her on, seeing me in a different light. I guess I don't think I'm that different, but uh, some people do. Anyway, uh, other than that, the next three months, months, m- next three weeks after that have already recorded uh, some outstanding interviews that that uh, I'm really excited about. First of all, we have a, an RHP football mom, Valerie Johnson. Uh, her kids play on the football team, Colby and Calvin Johnson. So I've already recorded with her. Going to have that show out uh, on, on one of these Fridays upcoming, just to hear about what it's like from a, a mom's perspective of watching these, these, uh, these great kids play. And also kind of her background through Care Youth League and Real Hondo Prep and everything too. Um, I've also recorded with former coach from Rio Hondo, uh, Armand Abukarov. Uh, he's the intern coach that is from um, uh, Kazakhstan. He, he spent some time with the Rio Hondo Prep program. So I've recorded with him hearing his story, uh, his devotion to uh, the gospel and bringing people to Christ. Uh, phenomenal story. Can't wait for that. And then I also have recorded with uh, Robbie Burns. Uh, if you don't know that name, I think one day you will. Uh, Robbie Burns is a snowboarder, professional snowboarder, who fell just shy of the U.S. Olympic team this previous uh, Olympics. So he talked to me about getting close to a goal and coming up short, but also continuing to pursue it. All signs are pointing that he will be representing the United States in this upcoming Olympics uh, in, uh, in China. So talk to Robbie about competition, maybe dealing with things, uh, you know, off the field, if, if you will, and a uh, very unique experience talking to Robbie Burns, uh, a future Olympian, a very, very uh, Olympian in the very near future. So, uh, just exciting stuff. Uh, again, some real Hondo prep flair, but also some competition, some athletes and just, uh, some fun stuff. And I, and I'm, I promise you guys, I'm going to record more and more episodes here in advance so that they're ready to go for the next few Fridays. So to Robbie Armand and, uh, Valerie Johnson, uh, you know, my apologies for not putting your episodes out sooner. That's just kind of the, the format, the way it goes, but I wanted the fans to kind of have an idea of what to expect here in the next few weeks. And uh, I have some more plans, some more things I want to do. Uh, another big plan, a big thing I want to do. Okay. Friday, uh, Monday, we're still going to have a real Hondo prep show. We're going to record it on Sunday. And I've asked for fan interaction uh, all, all season long. And I, I see the comments on YouTube. I know people love it. Well, we're going to try something on Sunday that I hope everyone really, really likes. Um, the final game of the regular season is Friday against Viewpoint. Uh, Saturday, sun, Sunday morning at 10 a.m., the uh, CIF will be releasing the playoff brackets. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have a Facebook live show at about 945. Uh, I know coach Carson and maybe some other people, a lot of people will be in church. So we are going to have a later opportunity here, but I'm going to do an instant reaction uh, at 945, see the brackets released and just, you know, if anyone wants to jump on there, wants to give some comments, wants to chat with me, uh, by all means, join me on the Facebook Live. We'll talk some RHP football. It'll be Selection Sunday. I don't know how long I'll go, uh, maybe up until the brackets. If, if Rio does get in, I'll, I'll talk briefly about their opponent, the record, all this and that, uh, what city they will be traveling to, which is more than likely they will, and uh, things of that nature. Okay, the later that afternoon, after church lets out, after everyone's had lunch, and uh, it has is uh, you know in their, their Sunday relaxing uh, mentality or whatever, uh, I will have coach Carson on. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to broadcast live the zoom call that I have with coach Carson, and I'm going to broadcast it on Facebook live. So another Facebook live show, uh, I figure that's a good way for people to, to see it. That show will also be released on Monday still. So you can, you can watch it and listen to it, uh, obviously on Monday, but we're going to do a live format. And what I want to do Anybody who wants to jump on and say hello, jump on for five minutes. We can have, uh, you know, many people on the, the Zoom call as needed, I believe anyway. Uh, I think we have that ability. So anyone that wants to jump on, I will broadcast. Hey, here's the Zoom, the Zoom ID. Jump on if you want to ask me or Coach Carson a question. And we're just going to, we're going to talk RHP football. I want to, I want to talk about 
some of my favorite moments of RHP football, not just this season, but all time. And, and also uh, just interact with coach, interact with fans to talk about this season as well. And you can obviously comment on Facebook Live, which is great. But if you want to jump on the Zoom and watch it live, you're more than welcome to do so. You're more than welcome to ask questions, interact with us. Uh, I think it would be a fun way to end the regular season, I should say, and to, I don't know, just get the ball rolling. Maybe we'll do that for the playoff games. But I figured it out how to do a Zoom broadcast through Facebook Live, so we will be doing it live. I think that works better for people than YouTube, but I might yeah, I might switch that up, maybe do a YouTube Live instead. I, I don't think I can do both. So uh, anyway, that is the plan. That is the plan, and if I get some feedback from some people, hey, no, YouTube Live would be better or whatever, uh, then, then definitely let me know. But I think Facebook Live would update and give people the notification, hey, they're live right now. Um, so that's the plan. And I hope you guys uh, jump on, at least tune in. You, if you don't want yourself, you know, video yourself, you can jump on the Zoom and just have, you know, a picture. It doesn't have to be a video of yourself. If you just want to listen or watch, that's totally fine. There's plenty of options out there. And I hope you will join us on Sunday, first at 9.45 on uh, Facebook Live with just me, hey, reacting to the to the brackets. And then uh, that will not be posted uh, on Monday or anything. That'll just be a Facebook Live video. And then later that afternoon, we'll do a show like we usually do with Coach Carson. And I want the opportunity for fans to be able to tune into that. So I know not many people listen to the Wednesday episodes here. Those of you loyal listeners who do, spread the word to some people. Hey, Matt has this idea for Sunday. I will post it all over social media about, Hey, here's the plan. Here's the layout, what, what's scheduled for Sunday. But uh, you know, word of mouth sometimes is still the way to go. So anyway, spread the word. That's what is on uh, my mind upcoming. Can't wait to do that. So those are some big announcements. Uh, okay. So a few things before I kind of get into some sports topics. Uh, there's a few moments that I've, 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 I write these things down. I don't know if you find them as interesting as I do, but uh, I've been going to Costco for uh for gas because uh it's it's way cheaper right it's it's you can't find anything under four dollars now in california which is just a joke but anyway i wonder what changed i wonder why that happened anyway i won't get into that the costco line gas line i know i wait in that car line it's frustrating waiting you know 10 15 minutes to to get gas but you know people you see the line you waited in it it's time to move after that. And, and you want to treat it when you do get to that pump. You need to treat that like a, a pit crew in NASCAR. I mean, let's see some effort. Let's see some movement here. Let's see how fast you can be. Not everyone does. And it's like, you were just in this line. Don't you want to get out of here? Like, let's get out of the car. I'm not saying rotate the tires, and, but let's throw that gas pump in like those dudes do in NASCAR. That's what I try to do. I try to set a record each time I'm, I finally reached that pump because I'm filling up two days a week and, uh, you know, spending ungodly amounts of money doing it. So let's use that anger, anger for, to translate to some energy here. You should be a, uh, maybe not one of the top NASCAR, you know, driver pit crews, but let's at least try. Jump out of the car. Let's move. Hustle, hustle. Pay, you know, these people get to the pump and it's the first time they've ever seen a pump. Wait, wait, where do I insert here? Wait. A card? Wait, which card? I don't know. Mike, Mike, it says it all very clearly. And let's be ready. How about while you're waiting in that line for 15 minutes, how about you have both cards ready in your hand? Put the phone down for 30 seconds and have both cards ready. Just a thought. Just a thought. Places to go, people to see. I, I know that many people don't have places to go anymore. They don't have jobs to go to. But there's plenty of us that still do. So let's show some courtesy to your fellow man, fellow human, whatever you're supposed to say these days, and have your cards ready. Jump out, swipe, pipe, let, let's go. Would you like a receipt? It's a simple question, yes or no. It's two options. Click it. And on top of all that, if there is some malfunction, they got people walking around in yellow vests to help you out. So... Let's expedite the process here. Costco lines are long enough. I'm already mad about gas prices. I like us to act like a pit crew. If you don't know what I'm talking about, turn the NASCAR race on for five minutes and watch, watch those dudes. Those dudes change the tires, wipe the windshield, uh, change the oil, fill up that, that, uh, that car, uh, man, serve a meal. 
pretty much in like eight seconds. It's impressive. I know there's a whole team of guys doing it, but all we're doing is filling up our car, people. We've been doing this a long time. Costco gas lines, they frustrate you. When you get to the front, think NASCAR. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Just my two cents. Um, I've driven to LAX quite a bit of times, right, during Uber and Lyft. And for those of you who go to LAX often, I feel sorry for you. Um, but when you when you get out of that horseshoe, sometimes it's just miserable. There's nowhere to go. There, it's just, it's got to be updated. It's, it's awful. And I had this moment, you know, when you finally get past Terminal 7, when you finally get there and you go right or go left, whatever you go in life, right? Whatever direction you go, it is like the most liberating feeling in the world. It's like that end of the day feeling when you get off work or that, or when you come through the door or when you lay down to sleep at the end of the day. That's what, Elliot, I don't, I would challenge, tell me about a more liberating feeling than exiting that horrendous airport. I was thinking that the other day, it's like, you're, you're sitting there, you're bobbing and weaving through traffic. And finally you get to the end and it's like freedom. This must be what it's like. Just a little taste of freedom because I know most of it's going away these days. So I, I thought it was something I'd share with you guys. Uh, I, I felt that taste of freedom briefly, but you got to go through LAX, got to go through that maze to, to get a taste of freedom here in, in Southern California. And when you exit, when you do hit that, you're just hoping, please, no traffic on the 405 uh, or on the 10, what is that? 105 entrance. Please don't have an exit blocked off. Exiting LAX, I would argue, is one of the most liberating feelings on the planet. Okay, I had an interaction with a customer. It was rather hilarious. Uh, I worked for FedEx and I went to FedEx office and I was picking up packages, as I often do, and throwing them in my truck. And uh, I want to applaud the employee at the FedEx office. Uh, they're, they're not affiliated with uh, our, our company. They wear the similar shirts. They're, they work for FedEx office. We're FedEx Express, whatever. So showed up, and this old man was very, very upset. And I was picking things up, and I can't leave until at 7 o'clock. I can leave because that's when their pickup time closes. So I'm I'm scanning, like, probably a hundred packages and, and it's cold, rainy. I'm not complaining. I signed up for this and I'm trying to get these in the truck and he walks up very mad and he's, he starts talking to, he complained to one of the other workers there. And then he comes over to me because I guess previously a driver had left before he got there at seven, the drivers aren't supposed to leave before seven. So he just starts in on me. He's like, Hey, uh, the last time, uh, last driver, he, he left, he left, uh, you know, before seven, have you ever heard of that before? And I kind of didn't have an answer. It was like, felt like one of those moments when I was refereeing and coaches would say something that I was like, like, what do you want me to respond to that? Like, uh, I, I felt like he was just yelling at me because I wore the same uniform as the guy who let him down. Right. Which happens in refereeing all the time. You go to a game and the previous week, a team had been screwed. And so you wear the same uniform as that guy. And so you get treated. And quite honestly, I've probably been on the other side of that where I've, <laughs> I screwed someone bad. And the next week's crew showed up. And that was always our saying in officiating, like you wanted to handle business. You wanted to enforce certain things that uh, we were supposed to be doing uh, all together so that it was for next week's crew, because you didn't want to have the worst thing you could hear from coaches or teams though, oh, well, they didn't tell us that last week. They didn't enforce that last week. And so now you're mad at the previous crew for not enforcing something that you are then enforcing. Could be a new rule or something. So anyway, this guy, he's like, hey, the last guy left. He left last week. And, and have you ever heard of that? And, and I'm thinking to myself, well, I'm not him. Um, it's almost seven and I haven't left yet. I'm not leaving yet. Um, sir, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't know who that person is. I don't know why they left early. They shouldn't have. And God bless him. He was upset and rightfully, I would be upset too. He seemed like he probably shipped stuff out daily or whatever. And um, a driver did what he was not supposed to do. A ref made a bad call. And so he was kind of taking it out on me just because I wore the same uniform and I was the driver. And one of the FXO employees comes over and goes, sure, sure, sure. And he, he jumped in, he could see I was working and he stepped in and he was like crew chief, almost, you know, white hat in football. He was like, Hey, if you have a complaint, you have to call the number, uh, you know, please leave the driver alone. He's got work to do. 
And I was impressed. I was like, man, I'd be on your crew any day. Cause the guy stepped in, he wasn't nasty. He, you could tell he deals with customers more than I do. Generally, uh, the, the, one of the best parts of this job is people are happy to see you when you show up because you're either giving them something or taking something they need shipped, right? So uh, it's it's been a nice change of pace for me outside the referee uniform. I've said that before, but <laughs> it was just funny. The poor guy, he was taking it out on me because, you know, I, I was like the last guy. I wore the same uniform as the last guy. I think we do that in, in life too with the sometimes. Maybe our our little, uh, you know, you can't say prejudice anymore, but you did just your, just, we take it out on people that wear the same uniform, maybe an experience with a cop, right? Oh, uh, you know, next time you see a cop, you're mad, right? Or uh, a checkout. Like I just talked about, you know, the gas station people at, at, at Costco. We kind of, uh, oh, that you're a cat lady. You'd look like the last lady that was at the pump. But no, I think we, we do that subconsciously sometimes. This guy was vocal about it, which I thought was pretty funny. Um. I drew, uh, oh, this is the thing. So I'm starting, you know, we, we've seen people, we're around people that wear masks all the time, right? And uh, I won't say where, but I was around some group, you know, different people you see in masks all the time. And, uh, you know, people look a certain way in masks. And maybe even some of us, not me, but some people some look even a little tougher. Like, oh, yeah, it looks like, you know, you can just see the eyes, the way they carry themselves. And then, uh, Maybe the first time or two you see him without a mask, you're like, oh, you don't look anything like I thought you did. I know it's only from like the nose down, but man, it makes a difference. I think your eyes tell a lot, but it was hilarious when I saw a guy or girl for the first time uh, without the mask on. And I was like, oh, you're not as tough as you looked before. Not that they were being all big and tough and bad. I was just, I was just a thought like when you don't see, see people with their mask off that often it's like that first like like when they first time they get a new haircut or something like oh hey i didn't expect that or you know uh anyway it was just interesting um yes people still walk around in in mass outdoors here in in california um but anyway that was just a a brief moment i I drove a lady uh yesterday as a matter of fact and she got in the car she was just frustrated she was down she was depressed she was like she was late and I'll tell you this, you never judge a book by its cover. Never, 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 never. Because um, she got in the car and she was just telling me her whole life story. Um, she was late. She was angry, frustrated. And I'm um, uh, <laughs> just going, this is going to be a long drive. I was taking her to work and I felt bad for her. I didn't have many answers for her. Just kind of sometimes as a driver, you just, you got to listen. Right? You got to listen and you're there for people's uh, problems, their, their place to vent. And, uh, uh, you know what, she was, uh, just having a bad start to her day. Cause it was early in the morning and, you know, we got to the destination and she pulled out I mean, a very large tip and cash tip. And, and uh, wait, am I allowed to, to say we accept tips? Uh, sorry. Uh, no, she did not. I'm kidding. No, she gave me a, a large tip. It was, it was just one of those things. Didn't anytime you don't expect something and you get it, it's like, wow, like Christmas gifts, right? That's around the corner. Time you get a gift from someone, you're like, oh man, I didn't expect, thank you. Like to be pleasantly surprised is one of the most interesting emotions, I think. Like, again, I've talked about expectations before, but five seconds into this car ride, I'm going, oh man, this is going to be a rough ride. This is, uh, and then towards the end of it, I was like, okay, she's just having a rough day. I'm here to listen. My life's not that important. I can listen to 15 minutes of somebody vent. And then she handed me a, decent tip not not hundred dollars or anything but decent tip um probably more than the ride was worth and i was like oh wow thank you like i didn't do anything i just drove you but um she was grateful to just have someone to listen to i think and uh, i don't ever expect tips and so that's why probably when they do come i'm, I'm happy the worst is when i talked to values to drive uber and lyft to and you know anytime the guy <laughs> Anytime the passenger goes, Hey man, I got you on the app. I'm going to, I'm going to take care of you. Like they overdo it. They're like, I'm going to tip you. Well, man. Uh, you're just like, Oh, great. Because they never do. It's like, don't tell, I don't expect a tip. I don't necessarily, well, I want it. I'll, I'll take a tip. Sure. But don't, don't, uh, false profitize or false, whatever. Like just, if you're not going to tip, don't, don't do it. Just don't say anything. Like, why would you lie about it? I just don't understand that. I don't expect a tip from anybody, but don't tell me, oh, man, I got you. I tip you, man. 
And maybe everybody just forgets. I don't know. I, again, I don't, I'm not begging for tips. I, I, I get paid to do the job, but it's just funny to me when people are like, I got you. I'm going to take care of you. No, no, you're not. Uh, <laughs> anyway, late, I wrote this in yeah, late lady. She was late, ended up being a big tipper. And uh, you know, never judge a book by the cover. People are having a bad day. Sometimes it's just nice to, uh, to, to listen and, and, and it makes you appreciate things too. I think makes you appreciate that, uh, uh, you know what, maybe your life isn't so difficult, the challenges and the trials and tribulations that you go through. Okay, time to dive into some sports here. First off, I love this pause feature on the Zoom call here because I can just pause it, be right back with a full cup of coffee. So I know I, I shouldn't be even telling you guys that I should just do it, but uh, I'm, I'm being open. I'm being honest. I'm being random here. This is what Wednesdays are about. So let me grab a couple, a couple, another cup of coffee and, uh, and uh, dive into some sports. Oh, that's better. Nice, fresh, hot cup. You non-coffee drinkers out there, I don't know how you do it. God bless you. Maybe you guys just have that natural energy for life, that natural, the daily grind that is, uh, that is life. I don't know. Some, who are you people? You just wake up happy, wake up ready. What, what is this? I don't understand. I didn't understand coffee as a kid, even as a, as a teenager and even in my early adult years. But as, uh, as I grew and uh, life started to occur around me, I was like, okay, a simple joy at least to start your day. You know, to sip your coffee and be like, all right, it's all downhill from here. You know what I mean? So uh, anyway, uh, let's talk some sport. Oh, real quick. Yeah, I remember this because Adam Carolla was talking about coffee uh, the other day and he was talking about, you know, decaf and like the ratio of we have all these fancy coffees. He goes, it's not 50-50 as far as coffee drinkers versus like fancy coffee drinkers or decaf drinkers. He goes, Coffee drinkers is, you know, the ratio is off as far as what, what is available. I thought it was funny. Anyway, I, I won't bore you with that, but a podcast I heard, I, I, guys, you know me, a ton of podcasts. I don't have enough of them to listen to enough time, but I heard one Monday night that was phenomenal. It was uh, Tom Brady and Jim Gray. They have a podcast. They release every Monday night called let's go. It's just a conversation with Tom Brady. There's also a, a, another part of it is uh, with Larry Fitzgerald. So there's kind of two, but the, the Tom Brady one uh, yesterday was out. It was like a, 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 a what, they call, what they call it town hall with Tom. And basically it's like an hour and a half and had some of the biggest names in the NFL media asking Tom Brady one question. And people like Colin Cowherd, Aaron Andrews, Peter King, Adam Schefter, Chris Berman. And I wish I could have seen it because it apparently was a big Zoom call and they were all there. And I mean, there was like 10 or 15 media, big, big names that asked Tom one question. And it was just so good. Tom had so many great answers. He started to talk about teammates. And one of the, one of the things he said was, uh, it's a great quote. He's, he was talking about guys that have had, had an impact on him. And he said, I feel bad naming a few because I can't name them all. I thought it was great. I mean, I've thought, I've thought of that many times when you start to name people in your life that are important or uh, former teammates or something. And you're just like, uh, I, I need to stop because I can't name them all. And so Tom Brady, as classy as they come, I don't agree with everything he does. You know, he's a little rough on officials at times and uh, he's no saint by any means. But I think one of the greatest of all time to, to do it. And just uh, I love hearing him every Monday, every Monday during the football season, uh, Jim Gray and Tom Brady. And it was cool seeing the media members uh, talk to that, talk to him and be in awe of this guy, too. Right. Uh, but just an incredible guy, guy who uh, is very giving. You'll, you, you know, you'll, you'll see that in the podcast. But, yeah, check that out. And, and usually it's not an hour and a half. So if, if you're you know, short on time weekly, it's like a 30 minute podcast on monday nights uh but uh, yesterday's show was really really something else so anyway let's dive in to some uh some sports topics uh well i should say one more time i don't know about you guys today's the 26th tomorrow wednesday this will be released on the 27th i posted something on my personal facebook page just a little commercial if you will i plan on uh visiting the the great establishment of in and out burger a few times in these next few days um, it's, uh, not a, what is it? It's not called a boycott. It's a boycott. Uh, I don't need a reason to go to In-N-Out Burger, but I kind of got one last week for some things that occurred up in San Francisco. I know everyone is entitled to their opinion and their beliefs and feelings of, um, policies that have been going on. Uh, but for me, um, kind of the foundation that In-N-Out Burger and, and just everything they've stood for, 
over the years and continue to, to, to stand for, um, uh, I, I want to support. So I love the Bible verses on the cups and the fry boats and all those things, the burger wrappers. That's always been cool quality. You can taste well, like that's, I'll tell you this. It's, it's quality people really that, that run that thing. Lindsay Snyder is the uh, CEO. Follow her on Instagram. Um, she, she posts some really inspiring stuff uh, that if you want to looking for someone to follow and uh, someone, a great leader, I think Lindsay Snyder of in and out burger, the, um, uh, her grandparents started the whole company. And so uh, God bless In-N-Out Burger. I'm going to mix it up. I'm, I shouldn't be doing this, but I'm doing this for the cause. I, I'm justifying my bad actions here in the next few days. Uh, the one time when we were in high school, we stayed down. Uh, we had a Ventura retreat or something right before the football season. And we were down there and we stayed right on the beach and we stayed like right across the street from an In-N-Out. And so I remember me and my senior teammates are like, man, what if you know, we could say one day that we went to in and out five, you know, five straight days. And so we did it just to do it. And it was still good by that, by that fifth day, but maybe not as good as the first day. And so, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's in the record book somewhere, but we were so proud of that, that we went to in and out burger. We're like, when else can we say we did this? And we're like, well, you could honestly do that anytime, but we were across the street from in and out burger. So we did it. So today I, I, I may not run the gauntlet and go three, three days straight because this is kind of a, you know, pr- uh, promoting, uh, you know, Hey, in and out burger for three days, you know, support your local in and out the October 26th through 28th. If you should choose. So no, no, no pressure. No, no, no mandates. Of course that you go to in and out burger. No, no, I don't believe in those, but should you want a nice warm burger on a you know afternoon, evening, These days are getting kind of cold. Sounds pretty good to me. So I shouldn't do it, but I'm going to do it not for my health, but for the health of the country. How about that? Okay. Support your local in and out 26 through 28th. Go a couple times, get a shake, whatever you need. Okay. Finally, into some sports topics. Uh, the, the elephant in the room is the Los Angeles Dodgers, the best team on paper, the highest payroll, I believe, um, defending champions. Say what you want about them. I got a comment from coach Will Tarico. Who is a Dodger hater? Let's, we're going to be open about it. He's a Dodger hater. He hates most things Los Angeles, which I don't blame him really. Los Angeles is kind of a corrupt uh, city, uh, a, a wasteland, if you will. We got some pretty good sports teams, though. I'll say that. And uh, I often uh, root for the Los Angeles sports teams. Uh, I have my, I don't know, I'm loyal that way. I don't know what it is. But, uh, you know, on the will is a um, Northern California 49er fan and a Orange County Angel fan. So uh, we won't hold that against him and not at all, but uh, he made a great point. I thought, and he wrote me in here. Sorry. I should have had this ready to go. Uh, Will. And I love Will for the, I'm, I'm just giving him jabs right now. I love the work he does uh, with the football program and, and his, he's got great opinions on sports, I think. Uh, so Will wrote in and said the most underachieving team in the history of sports. I vote for the Dodgers, the team with 14 all-stars and possibly seven future hall of famers. And I, I responded immediately. Then I thought more about it. Uh, it's like, ah, your hatred's just blinding you. But I'm like, no, you know what? You're actually right. I said, they're like, to me, the Yankees. The Yankees have won a World Series since 09, right? Have spent more money uh, than God the past decade. And they've always spent money. Big payroll, but they've always delivered. They've always won a World Series every few years. The Dodgers, I think, conversely, you could make an argument and say the Dodgers, well, they were in the World Series two years in a row, then they, they, they lost in the playoffs to the eventual World Series champion. Then they won the, uh, the Little League World Series season of 2020. Uh, they won that World Series, and then you know they fell a, a two-game shy of going back to the World Series. It's been quite a run. Look, at, I agree. I know how hard it is in sports at the highest level to compete against other athletes who are the greatest in the world at this thing. Everyone thinks their team should win, right? Um, but, but the Dodgers, I, I do agree. I think they've, they've come up short the past few years. And uh, what was so disturbing to me with the Dodgers and, you know, we not, we knocked their pitching and everything. Cause you see that when, you know, guys are giving up doubles and home runs and stuff, but the Dodgers offense was, was just vanished in the playoffs. And that happens because there's good pitching in the playoffs. We know this, but w- when I turned the TV on Saturday night, after getting home from work, I heard the game was four to one. I walk in the door. I'm hearing that my neighbors cheer. 
I turn the game on. It's four to two, second and third, no outs. I go, here we go. This is at least one run. Productive outs, make runs. And I saw three straight guys not put a bat on the ball. Taking pitches virtually down the middle. Um, and I know Albert Pujols is a Hall of Famer. I knew Mookie, Mookie Betts is the best player in baseball. I know Chris Taylor's had amazing. I think those are the three guys. But when they didn't put the bat on the ball in that situation, I go, you got to be kidding me. Two ground balls is two runs. Uh, two fly balls is two runs. But it was just a, a, a mediocre moment for me. I was like, you just can't do that stuff. Hitting comes and goes. But to not shorten up, put the bat on the ball there. I was a terrible hitter, but I'm still able to criticize, I guess. Uh, you know, I, I just thought, I, I still was like, looking back at it, I was like, yeah, that was a very underachieving moment. Uh, I, I don't always like saying, well, this team played harder than this team or they wanted it more than them, but it did kind of appear that way. And you can make excuses all you want. The Dodgers were hurt. They were banged up. Everybody's hurt. It's October. Everybody's been banged up. You know, when they signed Trevor Bauer, I was skeptical of that whole thing and not because I knew anything. But then when the stuff came out about him, I'm like, oh, well, there you go. Good call. Dude's always been kind of weird. And whether uh, he's guilty or not of his potential actions, uh, I don't know. I didn't like bringing that guy into the clubhouse. Sometimes bringing talent into a locker room isn't always a great idea. Not always good. Ask uh, teams that have signed... uh, I'm trying to think of examples off the top of my head. Sometimes when you have cohesion, is that the right word? When you have a good thing going, don't like when you have a good, we just made some stew the other day. When you got a good pot of stew with all the great ingredients, right? You're like, man, it's good. And then you're like, no, it needs something else. And you're like, no, it doesn't. It's good. You add something else, maybe too much salt, too much spices or something. And you, and you mess it up when it was a really good thing. Sometimes, you don't need extra ingredients that are could potentially poison the pot of stew. It's good as it is. Embrace what you got. I don't know. That's, that's the analogy I came up with. Okay, guys, man, stew is good, especially when it's cold. Whoo, Val, Val nailed it. I, I cut up the meat. Said, who cut? Who chopped that meat up? That was that was spectacular. Um, so the Dodgers, I I agree, Will. Very underachieving. Now I think any sports. This is another thing fans do. I think any team out there. Any, any fan base out there would love it if their team was in the World Series three out of the five years, won one of the World Series, and was in the playoffs the other two years. I think any team out there would probably take that. But expectations are everything, right? Expectations all year. The Dodgers are going to go 162-0 and 11-0 and uh, in the playoffs. Like, well, let's slow down. Um, things happen. That's the beauty of sports is that things come up. There's adversity. And, and how you respond to that adversity, to me, is what really makes a team. That's why you see teams that aren't supposed to win beat teams better than them. It's the beauty of sports. And uh, the Braves did it. Congrats to them. I know the Barrett family out there is probably ecstatic. They've been waiting a long time for this. Um, I think it's hilarious, by the way, Clay Travis pointed this out, that (laughs) back during the All-Star game, Major League Baseball moved the All-Star game from Atlanta because of its oppressive voter laws. I say that tongue-in-cheek. Oppressive voter laws. They want less people to vote. They don't want people to vote. No, no, they just want an ID like most government places want a vaccine ID, That's which is kind of, I just, the whole thing is kind of weird. Anyway, pretty funny that now the World Series will be played in Atlanta. We'll raise you the World Series. You got the All-Star game? You're going to take the All-Star game from us? We'll raise you the World Series. We'll just win and get to the World Series. So I'm not a Braves fan, but I applaud them for getting to the World Series and I think it's it's kind of the ultimate backfire. The ultimate, no, we can't have the, the all-star game in, in Atlanta for its horrific uh, voting laws. You need an ID to vote? Racist! 
Where's your Vax card again? Do you have it? Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't want to get into too many politics today. I want this show to be for more people, for everybody, even though there's like 12 people to listen on Wednesdays. So, uh, <laughs> World Series in Atlanta. I think it's great. They are, let's see, they are the, uh, they're only going to have three games there, maybe games three, four, and five, unless somebody gets swept. But the Houston Astros, uh, everyone hates the Astros. I'll say this it's cool to see in this horrible, situation of uh, america divided and this and that it's pretty cool to see a team from georgia and a team from the great state of texas in the world series uh it would have been awesome to see a team from florida but tampa bay or uh the miami marlins i don't think we're going to see them in the world series anytime soon but uh texas has been right behind florida as far as far as uh embracing freedom and like normal life so uh and georgia's georgia's not behind too far um just you know, how dare they? Their, their voting policies, I, I think it's reprehensible that they want people to um, just, you know, polish, polish up their, their voting policies. You know, they're not restricting anyone from voting. Anyway, that was a long time ago, but still, it, it's come back to here in the October Classic. Braves Astros, who had that on their, their, their bingo card? Um, I, <laughs> I think Dodger fans, if you're honest, if you're honest, you're probably rooting for the Braves. As, as mad as you are, the Braves be, beat you. Uh, oh, and I also like that the whole, you know, the offensive tomahawk chalk that that has been still going on down in Atlanta. Uh, I, I think it's fantastic. It's, it's, it's like, we, we take, we go way too serious with our, uh, how sensitive we are sensitivity and, and oppressive. Everyone's oppressed. Everyone that it's like, stop it. It's sports. They're mascots. There's, there's traditions. Let's just, can we just, can we just push aside all the nonsense and just enjoy baseball games? enjoy football games. What a concept. So, uh, I, I, I texted, who did I tell back when Michigan and Notre Dame used to play each other? I would text Cole Barrett and say, Hey, one day a year, I'm a Michigan fan, go blue. And he was always like, yeah, we'll take you. We'll take you for a day. Uh, cause I hate Notre Dame and I'll get to that in a second, but, uh, to the Barrett family and other loyal listeners of the program, enjoy this moment. I know you've had some rough times, uh, especially last year and maybe after that game five loss, you're thinking no way they blow this again, three to one lead, but uh, Braves in the world series for the first time since 99, I could have that wrong. Uh, but anyway, late nineties, nonetheless. And uh, first time, uh, well, I shouldn't say that world series in Atlanta after the all-star game was removed. Take that Mr. Rob Manfred. Maybe you should move the world series. Maybe you should, just have it at a neutral site. Let's move it out of the country, the American Fall Classic. Let's move it. I don't know. Let's move it to uh, Afghanistan or something. We we'll get some planes going there and, and play the World Series in Afghanistan. Why not? Bring, let everyone, you know, let, let, free tickets for everybody. It's extreme, I know, but maybe someday. Okay, into some other sports topics. Did you guys see the nine overtime game between Illinois and Penn State? Phenomenal game. I flipped it on in like the fourth overtime. And what the NCAA has done, again, for safety, of course, is with the overtime, uh, into the third overtime, as you know, you start at the 25 and you get a series, then the other team gets a series. I like it better than the NFL. I do. My dad probably mad at me for saying that, um, but I like that better than the I wish the NFL would do something similar to this. Maybe start at the 50-yard line, you go, then we go, and just, that way no games end in a tie. Anyway, so after the third overtime, I believe you have to go for two. And then starting in the fifth overtime, it's only two-point conversions. Maybe you have it wrong. Maybe it's a fourth overtime. So it is not a series anymore. It's the ball at the three-yard line. You go, we go. And you just have to match each other one play for one play. Like a shootout almost. So that's why the thing went nine overtime. So it's a little deceiving with the name. But if you haven't seen it, go check it out on YouTube or ESPN or whatever. Illinois beats Penn State in nine overtimes. Uh, with the new format, this is the longest I think it, it has gone. So that was awesome to see on Saturday. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool, kind of a shootout. And once you've played it long enough, I, I get it. Like, okay, you, you sh- they're extra periods, right? So you have a shortened overtime where you shorten the field. And then after that, you even go to an even shorter one. Like, I'm good with it. I like it. I like it. Um, if they did it right away, the, the, the shootout version with the two-point conversion right away. I wouldn't like that. I'm glad that starts in like the, the fifth overtime or whatever. So that was really cool to see the new format kind of play out. It was it was intense. It's really, really intense. Um, speaking of, uh, well, no, that wasn't lack of toughness, but um, speaking of LA teams that are 
underachieving and mediocre. Uh, the USC Trojans went to South Bend, Indiana, and I think, you know, nobody expected much there. Um, but I would, the thing I wrote down basically with the Trojans was lack of toughness and stupid penalties. And honestly, you could say that about the Trojans in any of their games this year, any of their games last year, it just seems to be a recurring theme, even though Clay Helton is gone. Uh, some things don't change until you make massive changes. Right. So, uh, I know those players are playing hard. They're, they're, you know, they, they are now what three and three or three and four, whatever it is. They lost 31 to 16. They did get it to 16, 24, 16 late in the fourth, but then couldn't stop the Irish just couldn't stop them. And, uh, just a frustrating game. I stayed up late. This is how bad I, I knew they were going to lose. I got home. Val and I watched a, a movie or something. We had dinner. I had recorded the SC game. I started the SC game like, I don't know, 1130. Watched that and then jumped into the uh, the boxing uh, match that I, I had re- talked to you guys about last week. And I, and I watched that till like a few a.m. in the morning. And then woke up and did the Real Hondo show. So that was my Saturday night. It was a little long, a little late. But uh, USC, it's always cool seeing SC and Notre Dame. At Notre Dame Stadium brings up a lot of memories, a lot of tradition and everything. I don't think it's as special looking when Notre Dame comes to LA and plays here in the Coliseum, but still a great rivalry. But uh, Notre Dame has really owned that the past few years. And I just can't wait to see who USC hires here in the, in the next few, few weeks. Um, they got to make a splash. I say it every week, but uh, USC, I think you can flush this season and just say, well, we're going to, take the ball, go home and, and try to come back tomorrow with a, with a better, better situation. Uh, UCLA and Oregon, you know, we all thought UCLA was, this is their year, college football playoff. And they're just kind of, they start hot and then uh, never mind. So Chip Kelly's done some amazing things there. I don't think they're, he's topped, he's tapped out talent or the expectation. I think he, they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. Maybe next year, even with a, uh, even, even, Bigger, bigger expectations, bigger goals. We'll see. But UCLA needs to take advantage even more than they have of this downtime with USC being where they're at. Because who knows how long it takes for the USC ball to get rolling again. So UCLA lost to Oregon uh, uh, in the Rose Bowl on Saturday. I watched a little bit of it, but UCLA comes up just short. Okay, the, the fight I saw Saturday night, I'll try to just be brief on this because I don't want to bore you guys with boxing. Uh, I told you guys last week, I said, Shakur Stevenson, that's a real fight. That's a, he's fighting up a division. Shakur Stevenson against um, uh, Jamal Herring. And for those that don't know, Jamal Herring, he's a former Marine. I guess you're never a former Marine. But this is a dude who served two tours in Iraq. Uh, he embraces you know, his, his, uh, his service his shorts or, or camo. I mean, he's, he's a guy you want to root for, but Shakur Stevenson got in there and just dominated him for, I think 11 straight rounds. They eventually called it uh, TKO in the, in, in the 11th round. I think it was, could be wrong on that, but anyway, um, it, it was uh, Shakur just took it to him. Shakur went up five pounds to the next weight class, uh, took Herring's belt from him and uh, lived up to expectations. Not really a good fight. Herring hung in there, but, uh, Shakur Stevenson, keep your eye on him. I'm telling you, we'll see how many weight classes he can go up throughout his career, but he seems to be the, 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 the real deal here. Um, let me see former featherweight title. So that was the featherweight, I think. No, I, I could be wrong. Anyway. Um, I'm not really into tattoos, kind of a weird transition there, but, uh, one, one tattoo I saw, I think it was Stevenson. I thought it was a pretty cool tattoo. It, uh, it, it was the Olympic rings. And then I think it said the year he was there, like in the Olympic, whatever, 2016 or something. Uh, I thought, you know, I'm not really into tattoos, but if you're going to get one, I mean, I thought that was pretty cool. Paying tribute to kind of him uh, being an Olympian when he made the Olympics. I was like, that's pretty awesome. I like that. Um, but, you know, the reason I bring up boxing is uh, the reason I love boxing. There's, there's no excuses. There's no strike zone. There's no bad refs. I mean, you could argue there are, but you know, referees, by the way, I thought the, the referee on, on Saturday night, Mark Nelson did, a, did an outstanding job, called it when he needed to let the guys fight, but there's just no excuses in, in boxing. You say it's about fighting too, MMA, but it's just grit. It's grind. It's, there's no excuses when we lost because of this, not often anyway, it's just mono a mono 
your best versus my best. And I guess when you, when you watch as much football as I do and other sports, it's like, there's something pure about combat fighting. It's weird to say it, but the other thing I want to say about it is, you know, you see fighters when that bell rings and it made me think about life type of thing where each of those guys, I noticed no matter how big of a beating they take in that round, they walk to their corner tall fighting. Boom. The bell rings and it's walk to your, it's walk to your corner tall, tall, meaning confident. And that was a lesson to me, like, man, no matter what's going on, body language is everything. You and I go to my corner in life when the bell rings, how do I carry myself? Am I down? Am I saying, oh, I can't take this anymore. Like body language is everything. And that's not just body language, but confidence. So that, that spoke to me. That's why I watched fighting. I learned something every time I watch it. And just in life, I think it's a good, good, it's a good, good reason, or it's a good thing. Good uh, concept, really walk to your corner tall, no matter how the fight's going. And it might end, the fight may end at the corner, but do all you can control at all times, right? So uh, great boxing uh, from Shakur Stevenson, um, dominant performance over a guy you want to root for, Jamal Herring. Um, that was a fun fight. I don't know how many of you guys stayed up and watched that, but a free fight, free fight on just ESPN, not, not having to uh, make any purchases. So I always try to promote those uh, because they're fun. So that was a great weekend of sports. World Series is, let's see, tonight. Tonight is Tuesday. Uh, for for me but uh tuesday wednesday off thursday friday saturday sunday and then the following game six and seven on tuesday wednesday busy time of sports can't wait uh guys i'll be back on friday with valerie burns for a halloween special and then sunday ah can't encourage it enough we're gonna do a fun real hondo prep uh show facebook live interaction i want people to jump on the zoom if you don't want to say much that's fine too jump on and just watch it with us. Uh, I, I think uh, I'm hoping that fans have the time set aside. I'll post when we're going to do it. I'll do all those things on our social media platforms. So um, keep an eye out for that. And any other information on the Get Home Safe podcast or various social media platforms, you know where to find us on Facebook and Instagram, Get Home Safe podcast on Twitter, Get Home Safe pod, email address, Get Home Safe podcast at yahoo.com and voice messages, voicemails. They're in the episode notes. Just click on that link. If uh, you want to send in something to the show, one minute limit, of course, uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast, Amazon, we appreciate it. Our YouTube uh, channel. Uh, it's been fun doing this on camera. Not always easy to set up, uh, everything and to get this thing going. But for those who are not watching on YouTube, I got my Cal state Fullerton football shirt on undefeated since 1992. That's right. Go Titans. Uh, of course that's when the team was, uh, taken away as they took away football programs from a lot of colleges here in, in California. So we can't let them take away football programs uh, in high school or youth ball. We got to fight the fight, the good fight guys, fight the good fight. All right. That's enough for me. Just a quick show, some random thoughts on sports topics. Hope you enjoyed it. Join me on Friday, Halloween special with Valerie Burns. Uh, have a good Halloween, everybody. Uh, we'll talk about uh, Halloween traditions and candy and all kinds of stuff on Friday. But uh, until then, guys, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.